how are you? Doing good, doing good. Um, so welcome to the show. This is Eric Swan, Racing.com podcast. I think it might be 67 already. I'm losing track of uh, the number, but this is Ian Fraley talking with me today for about an, an hour or so. And I just wanted to get your story, get your perspective and uh, talk to a really cool motorcycle racer. Thank you. So uh, what you been up to? Um, nothing much. We had a few weeks. We're taking a few weeks off right now, but I think next week we're about to go to Nelson. Or oh, Nelson weeks. Ledges in Ohio? Yep. And mm -hmm. uh, for everybody, tell everybody how old you are. I'm 10 years old. And what kind of bike are you riding? A Milwaukee 250. A Milwaukee 250. And uh, where are you racing that? What states or what tracks and uh, with what organization? So I'm racing with Weira, and that's normally, I race at the Nelson Legends. Uh, I have raced at CMP. That's in Carolina? Yep. Okay. Uh, um, Pittsburgh. Um, oh, but New Jersey. Um, Alabama. At Barber? Yeah. Those are the only ones I can re actually remember. That's pretty cool, though. You got a, a lot of travel for a young kid so far. Mm-hmm. And uh, have you ever, you've seen those mini cup riders on the Ovalis? What do you think of those? Um, yeah, I actually do that. That's pretty cool. Do you do the mini cup for uh, Moto America? Yeah. And tell me about how that is. What is that the 190 or 160? So I do the 110 manual. And 110. so we were supposed to go to Barber, but we didn't. So, but that's how I have these few weeks off. Okay, very good. And so were you at the Pittsburgh event this year for Moto America? Yep, I was. Yeah, I was actually corner working that event. I was uh, in the midfield uh, helping out riders and people who fell down and, uh, you know, r r waving the yellow okay. flag if needed. Okay, that's cool. So I probably saw you out there. What was your number? Uh, one, oh, um, 16. 16? Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of fast kids out there and everybody, I was impressed. Mm -hmm. I've never watched that in person before and everybody's making clean passes. Everybody's being respectful. Um, doesn't sound like there's a lot of people out there who don't know what they're doing. It sounds like everybody kind of gets it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's pretty cool to see. And so uh, you're going into fifth grade now? Uh, yeah, we. This, I'm on my like fourth week of fifth grade so far. Okay. On Zoom, um, actually. And where are you living now? Uh, I live in Mansfield, Mansfield Ohio. Okay. Drive. So you're not too far. I'm in Michigan, uh, Sterling Heights, north of Detroit. So maybe a couple hours away. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. We live right by Mid-Ohio. Oh, very good. Yeah, that's a couple hours from my house. Not too far. I was there with uh, uh, Wera, Vintage Motorcycle Days this year. Uh, mm -hmm. Corner working. I worked uh, the back straight, turn five. I was at um, uh, the, the first corner after the back straight one day, and then they moved me um, They moved me at uh, turn two, the first right-hander the first day. So I got a, a different vantage point at each day. 
Uh, and it's cool to see um, to see different points on the track and see different bumps that you don't see when you're riding and you see what the rider's yeah. doing. So uh, tell me about your training. What do you do for a training to ride the bikes? You're a big bicycle guy. Are you in the gym a lot? Uh, yeah, so I work out with a trainer named Cody Stevens every, every once a week. So we do that for about an hour. Okay. Very good. And uh, you're going to a lot of different cart tracks. Um, ever mm-hmm. do? There's Newcastle, Indiana. I hear is a big one. Um, there's also, I just did my first uh, go-kart track day with a tag cart. It was a 125 two-stroke. Shift, it wasn't a shifter cart, but it was just like one step down from a shifter. Um, and man, those things are fast. Um, it'd be cool to rip a bike around one of those tracks too. For sure. Um, so is anything on your mind? What do you want to talk about today? Um, I actually, we can talk about anything. Um, you got any brothers or sisters? Uh, yeah, I have a sister, and she's three years old, and her name's Leah. Okay. And uh, you got your mom and dad around? Uh, yeah, my dad and mom are actually in the kitchen right now, and okay. my mom's in the living room. Very cool. And they support you in all this racing stuff? Yep. And uh, so do they ride or race, or how'd you get started? Um, so my dad used to race. Well, not race, but did like track days at uh, Mid-Ohio for a lot. But when I was born, he kind of just stopped. And he was the one that got me into racing. Okay, so he's kind of sharing the passion with you. Yeah. And uh, do you guys watch racing on TV? Uh, yeah, we actually watch a lot of Moto America. Moto America? Like we, we were watching New Jersey's. Yeah, what I still have to there? watch those races. I heard Sam Lockoff got his first victory in the Super Sport class, so that's exciting. I think so. Yeah, number mm-hmm. 44, I've been rooting for him. And, uh, yep. and there's a lot of fast guys. And Jake Gagne is winning everything, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, do you think he's going to go overseas or stay in the, in the States? Ooh, I think he's going to stay in the States. Yeah, get another couple of championships under his belt. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That'd be nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, where do you want to ride if you could ride anywhere? Ride anywhere? I would probably want to ride somewhere overseas. Go to Spain or something? Yeah, those pretty seem cool. like pretty cool tracks. Do you speak Spanish? Uh, no. Not yet, anyway. No. <laughs> I've never been taught. Good time to learn uh, other languages, Sp- uh, Spanish, you know, Italian, even French, mm-hmm. um, or any language for that matter. But those are just yeah. the, the most common, commonly taught in the grade systems, I think. Yeah. So, uh, that was pretty cool. So you've been riding for a couple of years now. It seems like you're a, a veteran already. Yeah, I actually been riding for three years now. Been riding for three years, and uh, you feel comfortable with the bike. What uh, What are your strong points, or what do you struggle with that you're working on? So my strongest, I think, is probably. Um, I kind of I would say I focus a lot. Like I I work at I want to 
what if I have a goal, I want to complete the goal. Yeah. By that. But I think my uh weakness probably turning my head a lot and probably yeah. Just your vision, your uh just awareness yeah. of what's going on down track. Yeah. I mean, that's something that people always struggle with or something to always work on is the fundamentals is, you know, looking through the corners, because if you're not, you might not see an incident, you know, might not see someone crash in front yeah. of you and that could be real bad. So yeah. um, you're going so fast. It's important to keep your head up and, and keep your eyes up and always not target fixating. You know, it's okay to look at like your, your breaking point, your apex point, your turnout point. But after that, look as far as you can, you know, um, it just glances here and there. Um, and uh, I just did uh, a supermoto track day. Um, on a, I borrowed a friend's 250 Kawasaki and uh, slick tires on a dirt bike. So um, it's kind of fun. And I didn't actually go in the dirt. It was kind of wet and I, uh, I just didn't do it. I just did all the dirt, all the pavement se sessions that I could. They had a half hour pavement and dirt mix and half hour just pavement so I was like well I'll just do half hour on and then rest for a half hour um so it was nice to uh to get a mix of different uh conditions and uh you ever do um like supermoto or dirt riding at all uh no but I did do something with something called cornishman oh I've heard of that yeah it's a, like a class or a training instruction yeah, so I brought out my 50 and we put like slick, like slick tires on dirt and he just, the worker, the cornerstone worker, like showed us how it controls when it got out of control and how to save, like if you would tuck the front and save that. Yeah. So it was really cool. Probably helps a lot on the other bike too. Oh yeah, I hope it actually saved me probably twice already. <laughs> yeah. Because even when I was on the pavement and the supermoto stuff, I tucked the front like five different times and I saved it. I was like, oh, it works, you know? <laughs> uh, sometimes it just, yeah. it, it works out when you have the right form and the right throttle, you know, application and all that. Um, you're not getting on it too hard and spinning up the rear tire. Mm -hmm. um, so are, are you a big trick guy? Are you, do you like to do tricks like uh, wheelies and stuff like no. that? Not yet. No. I mean, I, I keep trying to do a wheelie, but I can't get it yet, but I feel like I will. Okay. What about the reverse wheelie, the endo with your rear tire? Yeah. Uh, I actually do, I do, and I try to do endos every once in a while. Yeah. Um, I used to learn on my bicycle when I was really little, before even younger than you. I'd be on my bicycle doing wheelies and trying to stick my foot in the front tire to get the rear tire off the ground. But I didn't have very good brakes on it. I didn't, I didn't use the front brake like that. But yeah. just having fun, going off jumps and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Jumps on a bicycle are fun. I just learned how to do an endo on a bicycle. You just gotta be real uh, stable with your front handlebars, so you don't uh, uh -huh. lose it. <laughs> be real careful. Yep. Um, but on on your bike, you probably have a on your motorcycle have a stabilizer, a steering stabilizer. I think so. I'm yeah, not sure if the smaller bikes do, but on the bigger bikes, yeah. we have a, have one so it slows down the movement of the mm -hmm. bars. You can change yeah. the uh, settings a little bit. It doesn't yeah. make it really hard. I mean, you could if you wanted to, but mm -hmm. it's good to have it more free, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, 
You guys mess with your suspension a lot? Is there a lot to adjust on those bikes? Well, my dad tries to, but he's not the big suspension guy, but so he's going to try to learn. But there's a lot of uh, technical details about those with the, the fork, spring rate, and the compression, the rebound, <laughs> damping, all that stuff. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, when I rode most of the time, I just set it and forget it. I just, I know that's <laughs> not the right method, but I felt like I'm just going to ride around it. The bike's good enough. I just need to ride better was always yeah, my mentality. Right. And uh, I can't wait to have a, have a suspension guy myself to help me, uh, you know, tune it a little bit better because that's so valuable mm -hmm. to have that knowledge. So, um, yeah, we can just talk about anything you said. I think on the, I'm looking at the, the message here when it was scheduled. Um, I want to talk about what you do outside of racing. Um, do you do anything interesting outside of racing? Um, so I like play bath. I don't like play in like real games, but I go out and just play a uh, friend with friends with basketball. Okay. And uh, like school, I would play some football. And then once it gets kind of later in the later in the day, I go down and play my games. Okay, what kind of games are you playing? Um, so I play like Madden 22. Okay, football um, guy. Yeah, football. Wait, not, I mean, Fortnite, um, basketball sometimes, baseball, Rocket League. Okay, very cool. Mm -hmm. I've been doing, uh, I bought a racing simulator. So when I play video games, I go on a racing sim with a wheel and yeah. pedals and I don't have yep. three screens. It's just a big, it's just like a 50 screen and screen, it's pretty big. Um, That's but, cool. But yeah, it's uh, so realistic. Um, and I think it helps me for when I go back to the racetrack because you can uh, you can buy any track you want and just practice on your local tracks at home. You know, it's still yeah. a car versus a, a bike, but you get the idea, uh -huh. the feel for it, which way the track is going. And the layout. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, that's pretty fun. I've been doing that for um, since the pandemic started, I guess, because I first started, I bought like one of the cheap ones and I was like, I don't want to spend too much money. So I bought a cheap one and it broke in like a week and a half. I was like, oh no. So I decided to buy one of the better ones. And, uh, I would highly recommend one of the fanatic units. Okay. They don't sponsor me, but, uh, I wish they did. <laughs> so yeah, they're pretty, pretty cool. Um, I like video games too. I just also bought a the Formula One game. So you can do all, learn all the oh, Formula yeah, One yeah. tracks because I don't know all those tracks. There's like the Mexican street circuit, there's Azerbaijan, yep. you know, a whole bunch of new ones that aren't familiar to me. So um, those street circuits are a little crazy when you're in the car and there's there's like one yeah. line. It's uh, it's a little nuts. I don't know, I don't like the, all the walls, but they're used to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I actually have the F1 2019 one. Oh, nice. You know, most I think of those. One of the, yeah, the hardest ones are like where the, they're, the walls are so close to each other. Like Monaco? Uh-huh. Yep. That's a famous one. Or uh, Hungary. I mean, the walls aren't super close there, but that's always a tough one. They got like a quadruple apex mm -hmm. left turn. It's pretty unique. Yep. In Turkey, maybe. Confusing them. But either way, um, I just got the uh, tourist trophy. It's not a new video game, but it's the TT Isle of Man. Um, I've heard of 
So it's it's a road course on regular streets um, that's shut down. Oh. And it's like 37 okay. mile lap or something. Um, and it's uh, kind of crazy. So to learn that one lap is uh, pretty difficult. So I bought the video game so I can learn it. <laughs> so, so, uh, yeah, some of the things you do outside of racing, playing video games, basketball. Um, tell me about some of your sponsors. Are there any partners or supporters that are helping you out? Yeah, um, I'm sponsored by MGK Spark Plug, SWG Motorsports. Um, I'm actually Adrenaline Traction, Lucas Oil. Um, I'm just trying to look at uh, Christoph Excavating, Weisco, RK. Is that change? Yeah. Yeah. And oh, I'm trying to find Christian L. L. How do you say that? Ryan Eldridge Fencing. I can't say that. Um, RK, yep, got it. So, yeah. And then mom and dad, I'm sure. Yep. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. Cool. Fleet Relief. Very cool. So, you got a bunch of guys helping you out, and you're helping them out with advertising and uh, trying to yep. promote their brands and all that, too. Um, yeah. Are you big on social media? I think that's how I found you, actually, was through Instagram. Uh, yeah, so I have an Instagram and a Facebook. I think my Instagram and Crazy Racing, I think that's the same with my Facebook. Okay. So. Awesome. Uh, do you record your, uh, your races or practices, like a GoPro footage or anything like that? Are you a video producer? Um, no. I mean, we put our GoPro on, but we don't, like, uh, we don't put it on YouTube. We just kind of use it to study what what my lines are going to be. Okay. Got yeah, that secret footage you don't want to uh, yeah. share. Right? Yeah, that, those <laughs> no, lines. I just think it's, I, we, I've been, I used to stream on Twitch and YouTube, but I couldn't, I just, didn't do all of it and I just like and I don't I don't like it yeah so mm -hmm. uh I understand that's pretty cool though you're all on over the social media anyway with uh Instagram and Facebook um and Twitch sounds like a little bit uh yeah I actually I started Twitch like last year but I haven't been on it for a while yeah. I take these little phrases where don't do it for a while, do it for a little bit, and then stop it again. That's how video games are. It's like yeah. I would do it for a while, then stop, then do it for a while. Yeah. Understandable. Yep. Um, and so uh, what's been going on at school lately? Um, so we actually just started remote learning. That's uh, We are home. going... Yep, we are going on our second week so far. So, so far going good, like we have like two Zooms a week. I mean like three, six Zooms a week, but it's not, it's like goes like we have Zooms on Tuesdays and Thursdays like that. Okay. And, she, and our teachers like post, so yeah, it's been going pretty good. Very cool. And uh, so tell me about your, uh, the rest of the plans for this year? Are you doing any more riding this year? Uh, yeah, so I think it's next week or in two weeks I'm going to Nelson yep. for a double header, I think. And then I think in October, I think we're going to go to Barber for wow. the Grand National Final. 
finals. Um, yeah. Awesome. So you're going there for the GNF for Wera. I hope to be working that event for corner working, so maybe I'll see you there. Uh, okay. I'm actually leaving on Thursday for the Moto America event at Barber, so I'll be flying down there Thursday after work and then uh, corner working the event Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and flying back and working at 6 a.m. on Monday. So it'll be wow. tight. Yeah, it'll be a really tight schedule. But, um, it should work out, and you know, worst case scenario is the the track is only 15 miles from the airport so i could run from the track to the <laughs> if i wanted to get a good exercise a little half marathon before i go to sleep yeah um i'm just yep. bringing a backpack and just camping at the track so uh, okay. i just got like a really small camping backpack um a tent for it and um i got a, like a lightweight chair that can fit in your backpack um i got a couple oh, okay. of things a little tiny mattress that's about this big blown, you know, in your backpack. Um, so, and, a, and a pillow stuff sack, you just put stuff in it and that's your pillow, just a little case. That's cool. It'll be an adventure. This will be my sixth corner working weekend. Um, I did Road America. I did Mid-Ohio, Granton, Pittsburgh and uh, Blackhawk Farm so far. And I'll be doing Barber this coming weekend. And then I hope to be doing Barber again uh, later in the year. And then yeah. maybe home, uh, Homestead Miami in December. But before okay. that, there's another one, uh, Daytona. I could do the Race Daytona. of Champions in Daytona. So um, I've already emailed uh, CCS to try to get on the list. Um, I just need to get approval and then uh, buy some plane tickets. Okay, cool. Heck yeah. And then uh, I look to be doing another Supermoto uh, track day this year in October, uh, first week in October. I think they have one in Auto, Auto City Speedway in Clio, Michigan near me, about an hour north of me. So it's only like $70 for a, a whole track day. So oh wow, super cheap. It's with Great Lakes Supermoto. I podcasted with him, Will Wildner. He's a great guy. And uh, it's just cool to be riding again. And, uh, you know, I just got a new showy helmet. Oh, matte black, the one of those fourteen hundreds um, is beautiful with the, the you know the yep. black shield. You can't see my eyes. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you like wearing yeah, the shield like, or the the smoke or the visor with the tinted shield? So I I hate. That's the only reason I really don't like is because I have to put on clear and then you can see my eyes. Yeah. So I kind of wear like a kind of rainbow gold. Okay. Reflective. Because you can't, yeah. Because you can't really see my eyes. It's like wearing sunglasses, right? But, yeah. <laughs> yep. There's something uh, like curious about it. It's like you're hiding something a little bit, but you're like, uh, holding, it's like you're holding yeah, your cards totally. like in poker, right? Uh huh. Yep. It's uh, psychological. Oh, yeah. The only reason, yeah. The I like hiding my eyes because my dad can't see them, so I can't. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I, my eyes are looking there. Yeah, <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Um, and so, uh, what kind of helmet are you wearing? Uh, I'm wearing the showy. What is it? The X14. Oh, nice. That's a good one. I was I was curious to see if they had one in your size. It's extra small. Uh, I think I'm wearing men's adult medium. Okay, you got a big head then. <laughs> yeah. 
Yep. Very cool. And uh, all your gear fits you? You got like a custom suit going on or how do you find a suit that fits you off the rack? Um, so we we found this person uh, that historic GP. And so that's just who I'm using now and it fits me amazing. Okay. So good. And yeah, it's a perfect size. It's not too big, not too small. And uh, are you dragging your toes out there, your knees, your elbows, or dragging the body parts? I'm working. I can drag my knee on both bikes. I'm trying to work. I'm working on trying to get my elbow down. Yeah. On the big bike and on the small bike. Okay. Are you uh, like a, a leg out, leg dangle kind of guy where you're in the braking zone, like a Rossi leg dangle? Not yet. No. Not yet. Just a style thing. So I will get people, there. Yeah. Some people like that style or they think it uh, helps them somehow. So just everybody yeah, goes with what they feel uh, is comfortable. Cool. Yep. Uh, let me tell me why you want to race. Why I want to race? I think it's it's so. First of all, it's cool, and it. I think it's just a like a weird sport that people don't recognize. I think that's cool about it. Um, but I just like that it's the people that if you're like having bike problems, they will try to do their best that they can to help yeah um there you can make friends there um it's just like it's it i can't i like by myself sports that's another thing and it's just fun in general it's an individual it's thing you get yeah. to show your best you know i played <laughs> soccer and hockey for many years and i found it was very frustrating sometimes i felt like i had a great yeah. game i did i did a good game or whatever but the team as a whole did not and we lost the game or the match and so that can be frustrating but um, when it's you just on the bike it's a little bit more you know you got no one to blame uh but you mm -hmm. yourself right yeah um yep. and so are you uh pretty mechanical are you working on the bike is your dad helping you do some things and learn learning what's going on with it so like whenever every once in a while like no, mostly every time he's like kind of work on the bike, I kind of go out there. I'm like, uh, can I help? And he, so I try to like, I'm, I just learned kind of how to change a tire right now. Uh, I can change oil okay. so far. Um, but I think uh, maybe this winter, I just hope that he can teach me more about like what's in the motor and kind of in Christmas, uh, like last Christmas, I got this present. It was like it had every part that you can build yeah. for a motor. So okay. we got. I think we're gonna build that, and he's just gonna teach me what yeah. part goes to where, what part is this, blah blah blah, all that. Yeah, that'd be a great experience, great learning. Um, yeah. I've never gone through that myself. I do pretty much everything but um, suspension, internals, and engine. Um, you know, I fixed a, a transmission myself one time and it lasted a half a round and, you know, I couldn't race the rest of the, the round and I had to go home and, um, I felt like I would rather have it done professionally by someone who's, you know, get it right rather than me risk it and uh, not be able to race. So 
Um, yeah. I probably don't learn as much because I'd rather have someone else do it. But mm-hmm. uh, there's always a trade-off, right? You know, if yeah. you have if you have a team, um, most riders would just want to show up and ride. But there's a lot of yeah. riders who want to work on the bike themselves. Mm-hmm. So it just depends yeah. on what you what you want to do. Yeah. But like. I kind of get a little frustrated, like when we go to a track day and we're there to like get everything set up and I'm and I'm trying to ride. It's just, there's so many people there and then we can't get our information. So my dad, my mechanic, my dad can fix it. Yeah. So that's when we like, okay, okay, this is where you felt the best we will use tomorrow, all that stuff. Yeah. And I'm sure you're changing your gearing uh, for different tracks, trying to get oh, the yeah. most torque and high speed, messing with that. But you have, yep. a, you have a, like a data logger or a lap timer, a GPS lap timer, anything like that? Uh, yeah, so we actually have the Solo 2, I think it is. Aim Solo, we yeah. Use that. Mm-hmm. And I just got another one that I can actually, so the Solo 2 is actually a lot harder to use for like kids and stuff. So I got one of these that it's very like, yeah, lip pro and it's very good. Yeah. So I actually can go through and like actually see what I'm doing. Like it shows you uh, what, what your lines are, what your top speed here, what uh, like shows you like uh, at pace where we're using it. I was like struggling in the back section there and it was showing me in Soket. So I was going 18 miles in here, this corner, and then my when I went my fastest, I went 20 miles an hour. Oh, wow. So it showed me what, yeah, where I picked up the time at. Okay. And do you have any, uh, any friends or teammates who, uh, you can share data with and compare and contrast who's, you know, data overlays? So I have a teammate named Braden Finger, Finger, and we kind of, uh, like, see, like, uh, Road America, we were there. And I would like talk because he was struggling more than I was. So I would talk, okay, you need to do this and here. Yeah. And then where he was better than me at, he told me I should do this instead of this. Yeah. So you guys are helping each other out. Yeah, the best we can. That's good. Um, very cool. I wish I was starting that when I was younger. I was always into stick and ball sports. I was just never exposed to it. Um, what are some yeah. tips for, uh, do you have any tips for riding? For younger people or any or anybody like uh do you have any knowledge or advice you want to share about riding or racing so the people that want to start i would think um instead of actually going out there i would like go out there but i would just kind of instead of like trying to try to go fast i was trying to learn what you're kind of doing first like learn okay this is what this does this is blah 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 does like um, I don't know, just have, like, fun, have fun, uh, don't think, just ride, because if you think more, if you think you're going to go slower, but if you just ride, you go a lot faster. Yeah, you go by instinct rather than just, uh, thinking about every little movement you're making. hmm yeah, it's like at Michigan, uh, there's kid, um, so I was trying to hunt this kid down, we were only two seconds apart, but I noticed, like, in the morning of the track day, he would pull away out of me. I'm like, I can stick with him. But then I noticed, like, 
every every time I always I have to be told not to to stop, but I always kind of think when I'm trying to push push I always go slower. But if I just go out there, my mind's clear. I go faster, faster, faster. Yeah, you know it's really easy to try to go faster and go too yeah. fast into the corner, and now you can't get on the gas when you need it to be right. So <laughs> if you just focus on getting on the gas as soon as possible, depending on the corner, obviously, um, that's usually how you make up your lap times. Yeah, yeah. But it's very counterintuitive because it's like, I can go into this corner like five, six miles an hour faster than I am, but if I slow down first and get on the gas sooner, then you'd be faster at the end of the straightaway, which will have a bigger effect. Yeah, yep. Oh. bigger uh more top speed and that that gives you half a second there so but yeah if you like think you're thinking all about the stuff and then you go like you break earlier because you're thinking oh, okay this corner i need to do this for and then you're like oh no i'm already at this corner what do i need to do yeah but if you're not thinking and you go out there ride you're focused wherever you are because when you're thinking you're like in, you're daydreaming yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, Thank you. <laughs> just, uh, I like learning about racing, hearing other people's perspectives, and, uh, you know, getting their idea, their take on things. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I've been riding since I was probably 13 or 14. So you started a couple years way before for me, but, um, it's just cool to see new people coming in, into the sport. So I'm glad you're you're riding and you enjoy it. Sounds like you're having fun. Thank you. Yeah, it's a blast. And uh, tell me about some of your results. How are you finishing uh, compared to some of the other guys in your class? So so right now I'm like kind of hoping for at least another championship this year. Okay. Uh, so I, I think I'm leading in two classes so far with one more, like I think two more races to go. Okay, that's pretty good. So I, I'm just trying to clinch, trying to just hold on to the championship right now until yeah. the end of the season. It would be cool to get two two championships in one season. Because last yeah. season, last season I won the the Weera. Ooh, I can't think of the class, but I won the championship there. But it was it. I didn't have. My bike was a lot bigger than everybody else, but the two classes I'm leading in now, I there's a big more like a lot more competition. Uh, I'm facing bigger bikes than me that I have to actually, cause I have to get them in the corners. Yeah. But then they're kind of all over the place a little bit sometimes. Yeah. So, but until we get on the straightaways, I I'm like I can catch them, but once I'm on the straightaway, once we're on the straightaway, they're gone. Yeah, it's, you know, you I know your time and breaking in the corners and just uh -huh. try to keep them behind you as long as possible. Yep. Uh, but you know, at Nelson, where that big carousel is in the back before you go on that mile straightaway. Yeah. That's where, like, I, I get everybody entering it because I enter so hot and I don't, I, I don't even break there. I just roll off. So I get everybody out on the outside, but I kind of still have to be careful because I think it's a little bumpy outside of there so yeah. I kind of have to be a little careful uh so I have to make sure I have enough room to come back in and hit my apex and get on like and pin it at to the straightaway 
Yeah, that's a fast uh, straightaway for an Ovali bike. Uh, that's actually on my Milwaukee. Or your 250. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, even, you're probably a red line. Um, do you hit red line on that bike? I think I only hit it. I don't think I have hit it yet. There's Maybe once or speed. twice at Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're still trying to figure out gearing. I think once we figure out gearing, I might hit it more. Cause we're trying to, we're, I'm trying to get faster and we're trying to hit like, we're trying to hit our rev, rev loaner and our top gear at a marker. That's when we needed to hit. Yeah. So that's what we kind of are working on right now. Okay. Um, I was going to ask you something. So you're on the, for Barber, you're doing the Milwaukee, not the minis, right? Yeah. Okay. No, the minis, say, I only do on One America. Okay. I was going to say, I didn't think they had a, a cart track at Barber. Well, we're kind of does it. Uh, so, oh, actually, I won the championship for the minis. And okay. we're, yeah. So we're kind of done, I think it's a 120, uh, maybe an 80 or higher. No, 80 or lower for the minis. Okay. So I could actually ride my Ovalley. Oh, yeah. For, in the minis, but I don't think they're going to, I don't think they're going to run minis. Yeah. So many classes, already like 16 classes they run, I think, a yeah. day. It's a lot. Yep. Mm -hmm. 15 or 16, depending on the day or how many vintage people show up. Um, sure. Yeah. They combine classes a lot. Have you been in a lot of two wave oh, yeah. races? Do you like that two wave start? I like the two wave start if I'm at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, not if at the I, back, right? In the back, I'm like, okay, okay, yeah. this is not me. They're going. Okay, this is me now. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of use like, I find the people that are in my class, and I see if they go, that I'm going. Yeah. But one thing, like on the two-way races, I'm kind of in the back more. So I have all these like tall, I'm so short and my bike is so short. I kind of, and I can't see the flag because some people are blocking me. Yeah. So I kind of use the people in front of me. So when they start moving and they start going, I, then, I, then that's when I go. Yeah. So how tall are you now? Uh, I think I was four nine the last i checked okay well that probably helps for your aerodynamics you can tuck down yeah. the, right yep get out of the wind anyway mm -hmm. um but but uh but yeah as you grow you know you might might become six four and uh and pretty tall but you <laughs> see a lot of guys yeah. who are taller they're still racing it doesn't seem to be a big barrier oh, yeah. if you want it you can still do it no. oh yeah um, you just when you're tall, it's harder for you. If you get tucked, so you still have that. You don't have as good as aerodynamics. But you do have but a really good air brake if you sit up really tall. Yeah, no joke. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh yeah, so I think I want to be around like six foot or six foot one. Okay. I feel like. Yeah, I I think that I still can get tucked, but I still have that big airbag when I sit up. Yeah, so, probably good uh, uh, compromise. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Um, and so, uh, do you have any plans this year?
coming up for next year? Like, do you have anything set for next year? Is it all up in the air? Do you have any any idea what you're going to be going towards? Actually, I I actually don't know what we're going to do next year. Okay. Uh, I just I don't think I just know I don't think we're gonna do the mini cup next year. I just I like the big bike so much. I just want to focus on the big bike and do more big tracks. Yeah. And yeah. So I mean uh, I. Go ahead. Oh, um, sorry. I mean, I like the, I like the small bike. Uh, I like it, but I do. It's a small bike. I mean. There's big kids that ride it, girl and dogs, but mine, I'm just a bigger kid. Like, it's just hard for me to, like, get tucked, and I just feel so uncomfortable. Okay. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the adults, I think, use them because it's so cheap and uh, as opposed yeah. to the bigger bikes, and they use it for fun. Um, yeah. But, yeah, the bigger bikes eventually is where it's going to be for you, right, um, as you grow and progress. Yeah um yeah i think oh sorry go ahead yeah it's just um they're, they're a lot of fun but you know if you can if you can ride the bigger bikes and you can be competitive and you uh, that's that might be where it's at uh, yeah i'm a lot more competitive on the big bike that's another thing that i don't it's just mini cup uh i love i love the like talent of every kid they're amazing and i love like pushing myself to go faster it's just, I know I can be right up with them. I think I just, I have more, I just have more fun on the big bike. Sure. The small bike, it just, even it go, 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 go on the big bike. I see have some breaks in between. Yeah. Like on, on the small, small bike, I only do mini cups. So it's like, okay, practice this time, practice this time. Oh, now you're going to qualifying, qualifying that, then last break, then race one, then race two. You have all these races. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, you're like, oh, is it bedtime yet? <laughs> so uh, what is the age range for each of the classes for the mini cup? How young can you be and what's the cutoff? So I think, so I think for the 110, I think it's 7 to 10. Okay. I think, and then to the 160, I think it's 10 to 14. Yeah, I, the max was 14. Okay. So I couldn't do it then. I'm 29. <laughs> yeah. That'd be cool if there was like a senior cup. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, it would be cool if, um, if all the if anybody that just wanted to go out and ride for fun and yeah. brong their suit and just could do 10 laps on the old valley yeah it'd be cool um, heck yeah and then you could see if the adults would be faster than the kids faster than kids yep <laughs> and then if the adults are faster than kids the kids can show up and then the kids can go faster Right, the kids can learn from the from everybody, but I don't know if the yep. we're at a severe weight disadvantage because you're probably fifty pounds lighter <laughs> than me. Who knows? But uh, but yeah, it's just fun to uh to be out there and be riding and racing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's uh it's a blast. I I just love it. That's why I'm doing this podcast, helping promote young talent and um and young kids, and hopefully they'll see my business and might they might buy something. It's a win-win. Yep. 
Yep. So I sell race parts online. I got a racing store. Um, I sell like Moto D and driven racing. I sell exhaust from uh, Spark, Italy. Um, there's Ekropovic from Slovenia and M4 from Texas. Um, and a uh, bunch of different brands is trying to uh, promote that with the, with the podcast and, and uh, networked with cool people. That's super cool. Yeah. So I've been doing about one a week of these uh, for <laughs> over a year now. And this is like 67 or so. Wow. So I just posted uh, number 60 and 61. Um, I had Jamie Howe, who's one of the TV reporters for Moto America. Yeah. I for an hour. Uh, I don't know if you know the World Championship guys at all, uh, but Dominique Agater, um, he's in the uh, Moto E class in MotoGP, and he's also in the World Superbike class of uh, Supersport. Um, I just talked to him on here. He's probably my biggest guest so far. Like a 15 -year, That's so cool. 15-year you know, international pro guy. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So, That's really cool. Yeah, just trying to expand. You know, the more you do it, the cooler guests you get. Yeah. <laughs> the idea, anyway. Yeah. So, uh, are there any up-and-comers mm -hmm. you think I should keep my eye on? Anybody you're like, oh, look at him. He's looking good. Anybody in your classes you've been watching? Um... Uh, Nathan Gawker, really fast and really good. What's he riding? Uh, uh, he he actually rides in the mini cup. He rides a one ten. Okay. And he rides a one sixty. Oh, both of them. In the mini cup, yeah. Cool. Uh, Braden Fager. Okay. He rides a one ten. Guys to watch out for. Yeah, he's actually my teammate. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um. Uh, Oh, Eli Banish. Eli Banish. All right. He, he's really fast. We'll be sure to uh, tag him in these when it comes out. Yeah. Okay. Um, it'll still be a couple of weeks before I get to this. Like I said, I just published, uh, I think, 60 and 61. I'm working on editing number 62 right now. Um, and uh, I have a few of them I haven't got to yet. So it'll be a couple of weeks, but uh, I won't forget you. <laughs> Okay. So, um, so what kind of music are you listening to nowadays? Do you listen to any music? Uh, I listen to country a lot. Okay. Any uh, that's, particular that's artists? My go-to. Um, no, not really. Just that genre in general. Who? Oh, that genre. Country as a a, a whole. Oh yeah, I was like. I've never heard of that. Okay, that's cool. I don't know too many country artists, but uh, I respect that. Yeah. Like Brad Paisley. He's one of them. Yeah. Dan um Taylor Swift count. Blake Shelton. Who? Taylor Swift. Does she count? She's more pop yeah. now, right? Uh, a little bit. A little bit pop. I, th I think she's, yeah. Um, I got that one. Man. <laughs> I can't, I just kind of listen to music that sounds the best. Yeah, no worries. I'm just trying yeah. to uh, dig in and see uh, 
you know, <laughs> see the real Ian Freely and uh, try to see what you're all about. That's all. So is there uh, any, I wouldn't say secrets, but any, uh, anything you wanted to, to mention or say to the world about uh, life or the world or riding or racing or you have a message <laughs> for the world? Um, no, but, oh yeah, um, I just want to give you, if you, so my sister is very, um, needy, just saying, she's, she, oh no, 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 I would put this way, my sister is nice, but, and she can be mean, but she, like, mostly punches me and kicks me all the time. She's just showing your affection, right? Yeah. But she's younger than you? couple years younger uh yeah she actually uh she's four my she's bad four. so yeah. uh she's just learning just just uh navigating the world but you know i was probably a pain as a kid the younger child typically is the uh the more aggressive <laughs> one i think uh, yeah <laughs> yep um but that's just the the, the sibling rivalry <laughs> as it progresses yeah um, do you play, play at all with your sister? Play any games or anything? Um, sometimes, uh, we, we actually go out and play on our, we have a, we, we actually go out and play on our swing set. Okay. And I, me, I'm, I like spin her around on it. Uh, I might push her every once in a while, like on the swing to get her started. Um, then we might, I might, she might beg me to play hide and seek or play with her toys. You ever, uh, can she ride a bicycle? Have you taught her to ride yet? Um, so she has a bicycle, uh, she with uh, no training wheels. She had, uh, she had to learn without training wheels. That's cool. So then she finally got it and now she loves it. Did you guys do those, uh, strider bikes with no pedals at all? Oh yeah, uh yeah, that's how so I, I got a had a strider bike and then uh when Leah was born and she started to walk, we gave her the strider bike and that's how she, like she kinda started. Okay. Yeah, I hear that um it's more difficult to learn how to ride a bicycle than it is sometimes to learn a motorcycle just because of the pedals and the balance and yep. everything is kinda off. So the strider bike is kinda in between. Yeah. It learns their balance and um, helps them to turn. Yeah. And they have their feet to balance themselves when they need it. Yeah. So do you, do you think that learning without training wheels is the way? Just do strider bike and then regular bike? Um, I think uh, they're probably, yeah, I think it's the way. Um, I just think it helps them with their balance faster. And then it helps them like to like keep going like if because if you stop that's when it's gonna fall. Yeah, you gotta the, keep that momentum. Yeah. Yeah, that balance. Yep. No, I've been practicing uh, uh, on my mountain bike, doing really slow speed stuff. Um, so just try to go in a parking lot and go as slow as possible without touching the ground for as long as you can. And you know that gets your balance. Just holding on and just. You know, they call it center stand, yeah. back stand. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, I can almost do that indefinitely now. And uh, it's just, <laughs> it's a cool trick, right? It's like, I, I might not be able to do 
uh, an indefinite wheelie, but I can uh, I can stand in place without touching the ground for a while. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Oh yeah, I'm I'm working on my skills and my slow my slow speed stuff. <laughs> yeah, all I do with the bicycle, I just kind of ride it and do jumps on it. Okay. I would like to go to a, like a BMX, not not a BM. I would say yeah, actually a BMX and just kind of you ride around. Yeah. And just like go down the go down uphill and make the turns that are like pretty big or make sharp turns. Yeah, it's fun. It's uh, any any uh, bike handling skills you can get. Uh, even two wheeled, that's a bicycle is is great. Might you might not get that throttle control, but you still get braking and you know, <laughs> yeah. and not hitting your pedals on the ground like your foot yep. pegs. And uh, uh-huh. yeah, I love it. I've been since I haven't been motorcycle racing as much. I switched over to mountain bike racing, and okay. uh, that is a whole new ball game because they have way better engines than you can buy they they just do hundreds of miles a week you know and i can't i can't do that um, i don't have the time for that or the desire to do 400 miles a week you know whatever the number is um so in motorcycle racing i can be a lot more competitive um you know i'm not saying i'm out of shape but so the, the difference between like a, an amateur and an expert mountain bike racer physically is way different than a motorcycle racer i think because uh, we don't have to you don't have to pedal 30 miles in two hours <laughs> you know it's very yeah. different in a race situation so uh, my brother actually he's a he's an iron man it's like a triathlon where they do swim bike and run but he does the full oh, 2.4 mile swim followed by a 112 mile bicycle ride followed by a 26 mile run all back to back to back and uh he finished it it was just this sunday he finished his fifth one in wisconsin i think he did just under 13 hours um i don't think that's the last time but it's very close to uh i think he maybe did better in the swim i think he struggled a little bit on the bike ride um but it's just a yeah 13 hours non-stop the only times you stop are when you they call it uh you strip from your wetsuit to your your riding clothes um you stop for a few minutes to do that you know after you swim and then you put some sunscreen on real quick because you're going to be out there for six hours on the bicycle um and then uh you might stop for a quick grab of water from a station uh as you go but that's about it wow that just sounds brutal (laughs) so that's the kind of level that some people are at when they're mountain bike racing they're you know triathlon people extremely fit um yeah. so imagine if you did a triathlon and then you came back to motorcycle racing how fit you'd be and how much you yeah. kick everybody's butt because you'd be so much <laughs> you're not going to get tired as much mm-hmm. yep that's the idea suffer in training so the race is easy yeah <laughs> yeah i just joined a new thing uh, orange theory fitness it's like a high intensity interval training where they do um biking rowing and weights and they switch you off like every 20 minutes or so um and that's fun um i was running at like 12 miles an hour yesterday on the treadmill um just going that's fast (laughs) yeah that's like five minute miles imagine four minute miles that's even faster Mm -hmm. craziness so are you a track guy like into running at all 
No, running is, I think, my worst enemy. <laughs> it's it's uncomfortable. It definitely is. But uh, yeah. most of the time, you can, if you can suffer through it, you're better on the other end of it. Yeah. Yep. I, I think it would be good because I'm like, I think, I think if you have longer legs, I feel like you can get bigger strides. But I'm tall, but I just don't, I just don't run a lot. Yeah. And mine, so that's why I kind of play like basketball because you don't really actually run, run in it. Yeah, you're just sprinting like from here to there real quick and then back. Yeah. Yep. I got you. Makes sense to me. Basketball was one of my worst sports because in my backyard as a kid, we had trees that would hang down real low. And so we always had to just throw it straight at the net. And so I always had terrible form and I just always get it, you know, uh, taken away from me because I I chewed it too low. Um, I didn't adapt <laughs> very well to the environment, but uh, that's all right. I had a friend who was uh, who made it in college and played basketball at college for quite a while. Um, so he took the basketball <laughs> right for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'd always set up like chairs, like, hey, can you jump over this? Let's see, let's see how high you can jump today. You know, in the backyard, just fooling mm -hmm. around. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, and jumping is my worst enemy. <laughs> I I can't I can't jump high. Well, it's something that you can actually develop and get better at. It's just you gotta yeah. practice it a lot. And uh I always mm -hmm. had really bad heels. My heels were always hurting me from uh from just growing, I had growing pains, and uh, for me jumping, that was like the last thing I wanted to do. So uh, <laughs> that's even what kept me away from basketball even more, I guess, was the not wanting to hurt my feet and jump so much. But um, yeah, but we're coming up to our one hour mark already, um, so it goes by quick. I want to thank you for coming on and talking with me. Um, yep. You already gave your sponsor shout outs. Yeah. Um, so like I said, it'll take me a couple of weeks to get this posted, but I'll be sure to tag you and um, make sure you share it to all your networks so we can get as many uh, views as possible. Okay. Thank you. Thanks again. I'll talk to you soon. Maybe I'll see you at Barber. Okay. All righty. All right. Have a good one. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, bye bye.